everybody out there watching the U.S. Grace Force podcast. We are here. Yes, I know you've been waiting all week for this episode, as you do every week. This is your highlight of the... Well, I don't know if it's a highlight, but we hope it hi, it's a highlight for you. I'm Doug Berry, along with Father Richard Heilman, our friend Joe Alger tonight. And it's going to be a fantastic show about the supernatural weapons for our military in particular. And that's a tough situation right now with so much happening in the world, including our military. We want to start everything off, of course, by turning over to prayer. Father, I give that to you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Father, Spirit. The Son, Amen. Amen. Cannot encourage everybody enough out there. Keep that prayer on the tip of your tongues and in the front of your mind, calling on St. Michael constantly in the battle that we're all in right now. We know that we are in a very serious battle. We want to thank everybody out there who joins us in this fight. Your prayers, your comments, your support is amazing. And of course, with everything unfolding the way it is in our world, constantly we need to consistently engage in this battle, especially through daily deep prayer heroic prayer which we're going to be talking about tonight i want to thank everybody out there who has been such a major support through the patreon program and for those of you out there who are in, interested in any way shape or form in joining us joining the team helping us get this message out helping us take the fight to the enemies out there of the enemies of, of what is good holy and true we need to continue to grow in this fight you can be part of this team click the link in the description below the patreon link and find out how you can join us and actually, again, help us spread this message and get this fight into the realms that it needs to be taken to. So please do that. Also, don't forget out there, click the button in the link in the description below. Go on out, get to yourself some amazing U.S. Grace Force official gear, T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, the whole nine yards. Now that it's wintertime for many people up north, I'm in Texas, doesn't get so cold down here, but for you people up north, I want to really encourage you, get yourself all warmed up with some awesome U.S. Grace Force gear. Check it out, men's, women's styles. You're going to love it. Father, tonight, I love our guest, Joe. He's been on many times, good friend of the U.S. Grace Force, supernatural weapons for our military. I love this, Father. Yeah, it's great to have you back, Joe. I, I, uh, I'll never forget when we first met. Uh, I was walking around the church, and all of a sudden, this broom, broom, broom. Was it a Harley? You carry, is that a Harley you ride? It's the only thing I ride, Father. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, who's this? And uh, we've hit it off since then. But um, I think it was our guardian angels uh, hooking you and me up because Joe happens to be uh, military outreach, right, for St. Augustine Institute. Director and, of military uh, outreach, yes. Yep. And... Uh, you help provide uh, spiritual goods, uh, right, uh, for for our military, and well, you work through the chaplains. I, I'm just uh, I'm just a kind of a tool. Uh, right. Augustine Augustine uh, handles uh, all of the uh, the shipping right. and all. And and Father, you uh, first of all, I, I'm very honored to be on your show. With, and you guys have such amazing guests on, Will Jesse and and. Uh, uh, Terry Barber and all those folks. I'm just, I'm very, very humbled to be here. And, uh, but yes, Father, uh, I work, I'm the Director of Military Outreach for the Augustine Institute's Free to Chaplain uh, Outreach. We started it when back in the Lighthouse days, and then when Lighthouse took over Augustine, 
I was uh, honored to be kind of trained. I don't work for, I'm a volunteer, but um, but Augustine is, has been benevolent enough to uh, supply um, CDs and booklets, Bibles, and just we anything to help the chaplains because they are so, our Catholic chaplains are severely understaffed because of the fact that uh, we have a situation where Catholic chaplains are, you know, they have to get the permission from the bishop, they have to be let go, and there's just such a shortage of priests now. So that problem is really... Um, multiplied in the military. So these uh, 25 to 30 percent of the military are Catholics. So but we have I think the numbers are astounding as far. I think we only have like 200 active full-time military chaplains uh, catering to it. I forget what the numbers are. I should have boned up on them. But you know, just they're just severely un understaffed. And uh, when we started this ministry, it was a way to help the uh, kind of force multiply, or a way to help these uh, these holy men, these our holy priests out there, to have what they need to distribute to the troops and, the, and with uh, Bibles, CDs, rosaries, and uh, and Father, I can't I can't thank you enough. We had the Holy Land military rosaries, which are amazing. They're 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 great. Your combat rosaries are just um, you know, just a, another couple of steps up. I mean, those rosaries, and we've distributed, thanks to you, Father, 5,000 combat rosaries. And you're so, they're so great with the, the leather case, and you've got the concealed carry in there, and oh, you've yeah. got the, the Our Father, and, and it just... There it is. I, I, and... Obviously, the rosaries are from World War One. I. I mean, you, on the pull chain, they're 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 tough, and uh, I just I get yeah, a lot. Uh, of and let me uh, let me let me show what we got here. Sure. So, um, this is the leather case, as you said, Joe. And I I think start out with that. I think that's important too because yeah, it keeps it contained in your pocket. A lot of time too with rosaries, if you leave it loose in your pocket, it catches a thread in your in your pocket or whatever and pulls it apart or, or that. But this keeps it all together. And then um, inside the front zipper, like you mentioned, uh, Padre Pio used to call it a weapon. Uh, and bring me my weapon, he'd say. So bring if you're going to carry weapon. you know, a weapon, you should have a concealed carry card. So that's what that is. I don't know if I'll catch it with the light here. But, um, but I, I actually took my Wisconsin concealed carry card and mimicked <laughs> a lot of, of what's on that. And this just says... Uh, Con, uh, concealed carry license, combat rosary prayer warriors. And so it's pretty cool. And then I, I added on the back, the act of contrition, because nobody ever yeah. has it memorized. So and they go to confession, <laughs> they have that right there. You but the, the thing that I added, Joe, too, this, uh, as, as this was uh, coming to fruition, to be able to get these to the military, as I said to myself, I really want our military guys to, um, to, to know, you know, okay, I want to get back in my faith. Uh, where do I even start with that? Yeah. And I want to, I want to get, you know, supernaturally strong. What, what does that look like? And so I ended up writing a book that actually fits in the case. And there it is. Uh, it's the God strong, how to become supernaturally strong booklet. This actually fits in your credit card slot in your wallet, but just in a qu real quick read here, you get, uh, what you need to understand what it means to be supernaturally strong. Um, and, uh, and how to really get back into your faith. Uh, what, what, are the, what is the basic stuff you need to know to get back into your faith? So I put that in there as well. And then also I wanted to, uh, 
you you mentioned too that this is based on a World War One military issue rosary. That was back in 1916, the the government actually made rosaries, and I actually um like to carry it with me. But this is an original 1916 uh, military issue, and they call a pull chain rosary, like you, the chain that you pull from a lamp, but it's also what you uh, you wear your dog tags with, and they made them out of that. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world because at the time I was trying to get men, especially, you know, to get back into praying the rosary, you know, to know about their weapons. So I was looking around for a really cool rosary and I found this, I think on eBay. I think I paid 50 bucks at the time. I think they're going for like 400 now because everybody's interested in them. But anyway, so uh, I said, that's cool. And I looked around, nobody was making a pull chain rosary uh, since th these were made in 1916. So I said, I got to do this. Went to a pull chain company, Bing, bing, boom. And I designed, and this is uh, in gun, the colors gunmetal there. It's the color of your gun. Um, but, uh, and it comes in different colors, but I like this one the best. And this is the one that we give the military. But it has the most powerful uh, sacramentals on it. So it has the miraculous metal in the center. Uh, that's known to be super powerful. And then I wanted to make sure I put the Benedict medal on it. So that's the Benedict medal. And then the, the there's only one crucifix I know of where a Pope said, if you carry it or kiss it, uh, you get an indulgence for it. And the indulgence, uh, pardon okay. and indulgence kind of synonymous. So that's called the pardon crucifix. So that's the weapon that these soldiers are getting. And it's a, it's a supernaturally, uh, you know, it's, it, it's like a nuclear weapon that they have right there. The other thing too, is that I always encourage them to understand this. Listen, maybe you're not going to get right away into praying the rosary every day and praying it all the time. But carry it in your pocket. This is a blessed rosary in your pocket. And that leads me to the last thing I want to say about this is that the other thing, and I, I just, I, I'm, this is a dream come true, getting these to the military. But um, uh, I wanted to make sure that these were touched to a relic of the true cross. That This particular rosary I'm hanging, holding my hand is a third class relic of the true cross. But not just any true cross. Well, all true crosses are the best, but um, <laughs> I actually brought, this is the relic of the true cross that it's touched to. This particular relic was rescued by my brother-in-law's dad, who was in the D-Day invasion. He moved inland, and uh, he, he found himself in a bombed-out castle. And, uh, and then he noticed, okay, there's an altar, there are statues. It must have been the private chapel of the bombed-out castle. There was a full-size crucifix of our Lord laying, our Lord was in his face uh, on the dirt. And he, and he had to move out, but he said, I got to flip that over. I can't leave our Lord's face in the dirt. So when he flipped it over, uh, the skull cap of our Lord uh, popped off and something fell out. He says, well, if it came from there, it must be holy. He didn't know what it was. He put it in his pocket. He moved out. He survived the war. He comes home. His sister is a nun in Milwaukee. He goes and visits her. He's in a room full of sisters. And... Um, he, he brought it with him because he thought they might know what it is. He pulls it out of his pocket and asks if they know. They all looked at it and they went down to their knees and did, made the sign of the cross because they knew right away that was a relic of the true cross. And it's since been verified by the leading expert in the world that this is a relic of the true cross. So this is a D-Day invasion relic of the true cross and all the rosaries are touched to it. That these Can you imagine the power in their pocket? 
that they have with them, a third-class relic of the True Cross. And like you say, Joe, we just sent out, uh, with the, your great help, uh, 5,000 of these. And right now, as we speak, we have um, uh, mostly homeschool families that uh, they're helping us put these together. They get all the parts and they put it all together and, you know, the, the concealed carry and the, everything, and they put it all together. And we have another 5,000 that are going to be uh, ready soon to go out to the military. Eventually, too, uh, tomorrow is Veterans Day. And I really want to hit the veterans, but I want to hit our active military first because this is kind of all fresh. Uh, this whole, um, it's called Combat Rosaries for Heroes. Maybe we could put that on the screen too, but go to combatrosariesforheroes.com if you want to help um, to get as many rosaries as we can to the military. So that's, that's, that's why. But Joe, thank you so much because this is so cool. Uh, I mean, like I say, it's a dream come true. We're getting these, uh, you know, based on a World War One military issue rosary out to our fighting men and women. It's amazing. Well, Father, it's, uh, you mentioned, and, and actually you said, I mean, I, this would be airing on Wednesday, but I guess right. today's Tuesday, but right. interesting that today is also the feast of St. Theodore the Recruit. Oh. And uh, I never, I heard it on a podcast today, and it was interesting because and it made me remember and made me uh, kind of it was reinforced today when a, when, a, when a gentleman was talking to me, but about how our military and, and, and the, the gentleman I had the, the honor to meet, he actually is a, he's probably one of the most, other than the priests that I know, he's probably one of the holiest men I've ever meet, met. He is a 30 plus uh, year Marine. I'd like to have him on the show one of these days, but he's He's too humble, <laughs> hopefully. But I mean, unbelievable stories he has told me about the, the men in his command and how holy some of these, some of our top warriors are, our special nice. forces, our Marine uh, recon. And he told me, he goes, these men are very spiritual. And uh, and uh, and Saint Theodore, uh, the recruit, he he was a uh, he was a soldier in the Roman army. And the Roman army, you know, they're pagan. And one of the things that they do, they have to uh, kind of honor the pagan god. And uh, St. Theodore said he wasn't going to do that. Well, his commander, I guess being a good commander, gave him a couple days to think it over. Well, St. Theodore responded, gave him his answer by burning the pagan temple down. And so, <laughs> so obviously the, uh, and the reprisal him. against him wasn't good. That didn't, that didn't go in his favor because he yeah. was... Uh, horribly burned alive. Um, uh, and, uh, but I mean, it just exemplifies the fact that our military, I mean, Catholics in the military, I mean, I know that, you know, the other um, religions too, but I mean, Catholics, I think are, are really, really the best warriors. And this Marine I met, he was telling me a story. He mentioned the rosary. And this, uh, this gentleman has had eight tours, uh, four in Iraq, four in Afghanistan, he was blown up in a Humvee three times, I mean, on three separate occasions. But uh, um, he was telling me at one time in 2004, he was, uh, he was with his interpreter and he was saying the rosary. Well, I guess he had some time. He was in a village in Afghanistan. And one of the head guys, the mullahs, had come up to him and he noticed that he was praying the beads. Well, you, you know better than I do. Muslims also pray beads. So he saw him praying his rosary, so he was curious. 
So the interpreter was was telling, you know, kind of in telling what's going on. And, and my friend is telling him all about our blessed mother, all about, he's, he says, his mother. And this mullah, this Afghani was, was just mesmerized because according to my, my friend, he said that the Afghans think that all of the American soldiers are heathens. And the Afghans said that they were told that the Marines have to kill a child before becoming a Marine. So with that in mind, so this conversation that he had with this, with this head of the village, you know, it was just so eye-opening for this villager that the villager was so impressed that he took my friend down into a basement and he said, it was about 30 degrees cooler down in that basement. And this Afghani head of the village had said that he can bring his Marines down there anytime and that they would be under his protection. And it really helped him, you know, obviously have a relationship. And, and uh, you know, it, it, he also mentioned another situation where um, the, uh, they were having a conversation at these, this one village and they were trying to get some things done. And, and my friend said that the conversation was going absolutely nowhere. Nothing was getting done. They weren't getting anywhere. So lo and behold, they bring in the Catholic, um, the chaplain, who is a, a naval uh, chaplain. But he, So he's out there. Well, this gentleman, this chaplain, this Catholic chaplain, was about 60 years old. So immediately the villagers gave him respect because he's old, he's got the gray hair, he's older, and he's a man of, he's a man of, of God. So immediately that conversation turned completely around. They got the cooperation they needed. And from then on in, he said, even when he was in Iraq or Afghanistan, they were sure to bring in the chaplain along with them to do their negotiation to whenever they had to talk with the villagers because they do respect a man of God. And uh, so I, I thought that was just, you know, that just that's awesome. Mm. Yeah. So those are just a couple of examples of, of how, you know, how, how God, how, how our Catholic faith is, uh, is at work with the military. And uh, so that's why this, this ministry is, is I'm so, I'm just so, I, I'm so honored to be a part of this because it has such an effect and, it can really turn things around as you, as you, you know, it's just, that's just a small sample of just, I hear these, I hear quite a few of these uh, situations, these stories where, where this, you know, it has just turned around in, in that respect. So now I'm curious, Joe, if you could comment on something and, you know, father, I'd like your take on this too, because I know this is very dear to your heart, the military in general, and, and just the, the sacrifice that men and women are willing to make. And Joe, of course you too. Uh, the climate right now in the military is very challenging, obviously, especially with regards to the, we'll call it for the sake of algorithms and being canceled unnecessarily, the, the mandate of medical experimental injections. All right. With that going on, a lot of men and women who are trying to, you know, kind of straddle that line of, you know, defend the constitution, stand up for freedoms of our country. And yet, they're being told that they have to be, they're being forced into this and their conscience might not want to go along with this and so forth. And we're seeing our church leaders and father, we talk about this a lot. The church leaders have been really all over the board with regards to these things right now with, with many subjects, they've been all over the board. How important then Joe, in your opinion, is something like the rosary and an effort like this um, 
for these soldiers, these men and these women, these families, when spiritual leadership seems to be kind of awry all over the place, and even within the military, the, the stress and the tension that's happening, how, you know, what, do you, what, do you, what do you say to what's going on in those areas? I would say, Doug, that there's nothing we can do about what's going on. And believe me, I've, I've really, really struggled with this because um, I've really struggled because, I mean, I'm personal, I'm friends with some, with some of these chaplains and I, these are good holy men and I've watched them kind of go along with the program just because of the fact that, and it, it breaks my heart, I'm sure it breaks theirs too, but I mean, they say, if I don't do this, I won't be able to deploy. I won't be able to get promoted, and I, I don't. So it's so it's really really frustrating. It's just another thing on top of everything else that just makes it extremely. I mean, it's frustrating for me, but I can't imagine what it is like for these these good men and women who are who love our country. First of all, love God. Absolutely love God. Love our country, and they're just forced to have to do this, this some of this nonsense that it comes down the, that's coming down the pipe. So the only thing we can do really is to what what Father and, and, and has done with, and, and what Augustine has done is just supply our our fellow Catholics with what with with what they need to con to control, which is their relationship with God through through among other things the rosary but Doug, I can't tell you Doug how I mean and I've father has kind of cautioned me on a number of occasions so have my uh, superiors uh to not you know yeah you yeah, yeah, not, yeah. you know it's just so in other words to not let any call it just anger get out of hand well I have no I have no I have no right to to if I can do it on my own time, but I have no right to involve anybody else in my feeling, right. even though it's and, I, right. and it's very hard. So I just got to shut my. I got, but yeah. I, I mean, to uh, the only thing we can do is just because I, I don't know what I, I've stopped. I you know I, I don't know I don't know what I do know that our Archbishop, Archbishop of Military Services, Archbishop Rolio, has come out and and thank. Thank God. Thank you, Archbishop Rolio. Thank you. He has come out and said that, you know, these are our men and women have conscious right to object against this and can stand up. And, and he has come, he has said it, he's posted it, he's come out, you know, there's been no, no, no half step. And he, he came out and, and, and said, so at least our good, our good Catholics have something to hang on to. At least our archbishop and the military has stood up. So they have that going for them. How they have taken that, you know, to the to the mat, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I've been out of touch with that scenario. You know, Joe, I you know, you said something a little bit ago, I think just I just wanted to key on um just, just to make a comment about is that, you know, with everything that we see unfolding. And everything that that is, you know, we, we see the erosion of freedoms and the attack against so many different areas. You know, there is so much that we don't have control over, and I and I that that's a key point. I think that that I want to emphasize that you made is we have we have a lot of control over our relationship with God. We know that yeah. God is always reaching out to us. He's always there for us, constantly yeah. making Himself present in so many ways. Um, in fact, there's a great 
explanation behind the Michelangelo painting of the, of the creation of Adam, where you've got, you know, God's finger is extended, you know, with, with intent and purpose. And, my, and uh, Adam's finger is down just a little. And they did a, like a, you know, computer design graphic and evaluation of it. And they said, if you, if you take the extension of that finger and if, if Adam raises it of his own free will, it literally touches the finger of God. Oh. And they say in this article, and I, I, I've not had it verified, I don't know, but it sure sounds really good, is <laughs> that this is Michelangelo's way possibly of saying that while God is always extending the reach to us, we have control over whether or not we extend back to, to connect and embrace and engage in that. And I like that you said that because this is a time we've been warned about this from our Blessed Mother to great leaders like Archbishop Fulton Sheen to you know the Padre Pios, the Mother Angelicas, the Mother Teresas, the, the John Paul II's. These great spiritual leaders in the last 50, 60, 70, 80 years have warned us that we would see the persecution coming in many respects against those who cling to and turn to God. And this is one of those situations. It's funny because I'd never heard of, of St. Theodore the Recruit. So I did a search and pulled him up here. There's, a, there's quite a few icons and images and paintings of this man. And, you know, we, we've got him right here in the podcast for you all to see. Um, but if you consider that we've never, we don't even hear about a guy like St. Theodore the Recruit, and then you describe that he dies a horrendous death because he basically put his foot down and said, not on my watch. I'm not going along with this pagan stuff. And he controlled at least his response to God's reach rather than being able to control what the Roman army was going to do to him. And it's just, it's, it's really a phenomenal time that we live in. And I say that with a bit of trip, with a bit of trepidation. I mean, it's not phenomenal in the yay, but phenomenal in the, okay, here it is. And it's a real test for what kind of men and women we are. And, and I love the, the military. I love the men and women. I got good oh, yeah. friends in the military and, and yourself, you know, who, who've, who've been, who've served. And, and I see such amazing commitment and willingness to go through such amazing training to be ready to do whatever called to do. If we take that and with the prayer of something as powerful as the rosary, apply it to our faith and do what you said. We have control to a large degree over whether or not we're going to respond to God and let him do things through us. You said something earlier too about just being an instrument. And I mean, that's, that's what military, you know, the really true faithful committed men and women in the military I've always seen. Cause you know, that you, you know, as well, I Joe, there's some out there who are in it, you know, for the promotion and for the politics of it. But there are a lot of them out there that are there because they really have a heart to serve and give of themselves. And that's a very Christian idea aspect or concept, maybe is a better word um, for the military. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. I've seen so much faith in the military, uh, in, not only the military members, but their families as well. But I guess, you know, there's so many examples where that, and, and, and usually like the, uh, the chaplain that I know that's uh, up in uh, Tampa at McDill. And uh, I mean, these men, it's like the top warriors, the, the, your, your top warriors. Those are usually the ones that have, really have the, the, the faith and they're not afraid to show it. I, I remember some time ago, I was having a lunch with uh, an army ranger and this guy had been uh, deployed on a number of, I mean, five or six times. And, and this is when I first got back into the faith about 2007. 
and we were having lunch and I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't big into, you know, doing you know, prayers before. And I just didn't think about it. I, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I, and this man, I mean, even though he wasn't Catholic, he looked at me and says, I have to do this. And he, and he prayed before, before, and this guy, this ranger had, had seen a lot. I mean, he was a young, young kid, but I mean, but I mean, and, but just, you know, he just, he was in his uniform and still he prayed right there in the middle of the restaurant. And I was embarrassed. I was ashamed and I never forgot it. And, and I, he, he taught me a lesson and, and these men and women are not afraid in many cases to show their faith. And I've seen many pictures. I, I sent some to Father, and I've been sending them to you all along. What you've been doing with them, I don't know. But there's pictures when they get these rosaries, and they're they're excited. I just got a I get a number of emails about how it. And, and my gosh, who wouldn't be excited to get in, get the? I mean, what, that booklet is awesome too. And it, and that's what a soldier needs. He probably doesn't need you know he doesn't need a degree in theology. Right. That little book that you have in there, Father, just get me started. It's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, it's yeah. great. It's perfect for a soldier. He can cram in his his, his pocket. Yeah. The rosary is awesome. And he, I never go, and I'm sure, I mean, I, but I mean, I never go anywhere without that rosary. And it's yeah, always, no matter where. I mean, if I take off early in the morning I, and I forget it, I got to go back in the, in the, in the room and sneak yep. back in and grab the rosary before I take off. I would never go anywhere without it. Like Padre Peel says, my weapon. Yep. We have a tradition here, uh, my servers, um, the, you know, inside the little, um, well, I'll show you mine. I have also inside mine is a, hold on, drum roll, please, uh, challenge coin. Oh. Okay. And this is actually something I designed, and it's got St. Michael on the front, but it also has Our Lady Queen of Peace uh, Regina Pachis on the back, now, but this particular image was uh, 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 issued by Pope, I want to say Pius X, but it might have been the one right after him. Anyway, uh, and it's in St. Mary Major in, in Rome, and it was, uh, it was uh, commissioned so that uh, uh, she has her hand up like this. And it's it's as if she's saying stop it. Oh, that's why I look at it. But it's it's she's actually extending her hand of peace, and uh, so uh, it's a perfect uh, image. It's my favorite image of the Blessed Mother, and uh, and then the baby Jesus is there, and she's on a throne. It's just so. This is Father Calloway's uh, favorite image, by the way. But mm -hmm. anyways, uh, my servers all got a challenge coin, and the tradition with the challenge coin is if somebody challenge you by showing they have theirs you have to reach in your pocket and make sure you uh, have yours as well and so we do that every morning before mass but we have it in our rosary case too so we put it in the in the front zipper of the rosary case so now we're carrying our rosary and our challenge coin uh together and we just hold up the whole the whole uh leather bag hmm. and say i got mine every morning and uh if they don't have theirs they owe me a, a root beer <laughs> uh, anyways, but uh no it's it but uh, the idea too and I, I i listen i think the times we're living in right now i sometimes i pray to god i go i don't know how this works god you know so just help me out here to understand but i i what i'm seeing is this explosion of faith going on and i'm okay. seeing it in the military as well because these are uh people of action men and women of action and there's some things that's beyond their capabilities. 
So then what do you do? Well, you turn it over to God. And, and, and that's when people go, okay, uh, nothing physically I can do. I can't go in with my, you know, AR-15 or whatever uh, to solve the problem here. Uh, so I'm going to solve the problem by, you know, depending upon God and the power of the Blessed Mother. Uh, and, and I'm going to, uh, you, you know, increase my faith. I'm going to become more supernaturally strong. And, and we're going to win this war against evil, the infiltration of evil that's going on, historic levels. Uh, but maybe it's not going to be with our AR-15 this time. Maybe it's going to be with our combat rosary, you know, with, with our supernatural weapon that we have and calling out to God. And you know what? I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the ship turning. I'm seeing a lot of people growing in faith and, and calling out to God and in a lot of places and I'm seeing the, the, the evil scoundrels. I think, again, I, I say to God, I don't know how this works, but if I were to try to guess what God's up to, he's mm -hmm. letting the devil just kind of, you know, do his thing in the sense, of, in his permissive will, to, to let the devil, you know, overshoot, overreach, and get himself exposed. And so you see a lot of people are just kind of horrified by all this tyranny and these mandates and, you know, this, uh, this, this communism and everything that's going on. And you're right. Maybe the strategy right now isn't shouting from the rooftops, but maybe it's relying on the power of God. Okay. And we, we are going to get called to speak up at the precise godly moment, you know, that, that, uh, that doesn't blow up, you know, everybody all around us as we do it. Uh, but but we're all being called. We're going to be called to action. So we need to, you know, we need to um, uh, get supernaturally strong, and and that's going to make us more um, capable of knowing what God's will is to listen well to what He wants each of us to do, right? Well, well Father, I just, I mean, let's be honest. The, the military, I mean, it, it, what's going on is in some cases directly opposed to what the Catholic faith teaches. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, so the only thing we can do is just reinforce these, these men and women, because the things yep. that are going on are just, I won't get into the, you know, to the, to the fact that we, we just uh, commissioned a, a Navy ship after Harvey Milk. Um, I mean, I just can't imagine. I mean, the Catholic faith is in direct opposition to, to just about all of this stuff. I mean, everything that's that's woke, the Catholic yeah. faith is against. I mean, the, yeah. the fact that these are aborted, taint, you know, aborted tainted uh, vaccines, uh, right. the fact that we've got the uh, this 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 embracing of, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, I'll call it LGBT, you know, QRFDZ. You know, the fact that we have to embrace that by commissioning a I mean, it's not enough that we can just accept it. We've got to commission a Navy ship for it. it was, it's not enough that... So all of this is going to come down hard eventually. It's over. Like Doug, like Doug said. And, uh, you know, like, and, and all we can do is just support... These men and women that enlisted, probably, I mean, that enlisted, I, I, many of them are in there for all the right reasons. And, and I think, the, I mean, God help me, but I think the rug has been pulled out from under a lot of these these good men and women, the rug has been pulled out from under them. And all we can do at this point is just support them, support them, support them. And, and, and father, the, and that's the best we can do. Just, just give them everything they need yes. to turn to, to make sure they're on the right path all that's the time. Right. 
Well, and one reference I'd like to make too that you 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 both talked about, you know, the importance of the power of the rosary. And Father, your comment about or your statement about you know what God might be doing, you know, and yeah. and how what part does the rosary play in this? And I don't think it's coincidental that is John Paul II said the most significant Marian apparition in the history of the church has was Fatima, nineteen seventeen, and the fact that she emphasized oh, in all six messages, all, all six apparitions from May thirteenth to October thirteenth, the one thing that she repeated was that when you pray the rosary, you can bring peace to the world and avert war. Yep. He talks about the rosary playing a key part in the future, in the times that would come. And she also ties in that the, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, her Immaculate Heart, that it would take place. The day she mentions it is the day she's talking about the spread of Russia's error of her ways. This is all on July 13th, 1917, after she shows the vision of hell to the children. And I look at this and I think, Okay, she gives us the game plan, the strategy to deal with this, with averting war, bringing peace to the world, beating back the, uh, the errors of Russia's ways, communism, which we are all in the thick of. Uh, in fact, a side note, I uh, just had some friends visit from Nebraska, our, our good friends, Tony and Cindy, and they came down and they talk about some, some neighbors that are in the neighborhood. It's an old neighborhood that my wife and I used to live, uh, raise our kids in. And these neighbors are from the Ukraine and they came to a 4th of July, July gathering just this last summer. And they're not very open to anybody in the neighborhood. They hardly talk to anybody, but they came to this gathering and said to the neighbors there and Tony and Cindy were there and, and, and they, they know about this or they, they heard about this. They flat out said in America, you are already in the thick of communism. This isn't coming. It's here how it's manifesting and how far it gets, they didn't say this part, is really going to be affected largely by how we respond to this. And if we take up, I believe, the weapons that Our Lady has told us we should take up, the rosary. But you know, Father, that comment you made about the, you know, the plan and things unfolding the way it is and the rosary being a key part of it. And Joe, you mentioned what you know, Padre Pio said about this is the weapon. I mean, if we take this seriously, and I just can't encourage anybody out there right now enough, of all the people that are watching this podcast or listening right now, it's probably a safe bet that someone out there isn't praying a daily rosary. We all struggle with that. We all maybe miss a day here or there, but my wife and I have been praying daily rosary for years. And sometimes it's 1 a.m. and you realize, oh, the rosary, I didn't complete it or I didn't get, okay, I got to get up out of bed. I got to walk around the room. I got to stay awake and I got to complete the rosary. To say yes to Our Lady, to something as powerful as this, you know, Father, I, I just believe, and we've talked about this a lot, that the triumph of Mary's Immaculate Heart has to do with the rosary and has to do with, with, with the battle that we're seeing right now. And I think a lot of people might think that this is going to be some smooth ending, like we're just going to slide into home and everything's going to be good. And I think, as you said, Father, the devil is overreaching, evil's being exposed. But as Father Ripperger said in a previous podcast, and by the way, everybody, we're having him on very soon again, so pay close attention. Father Ripperger said that, the way things have happened in the world are very similar to the way demons behave when an exorcism is going on. So that there's this almost stomping of the feet like a, like a diabolical child, if you want to call it that, to, to the reaction of God starting to step in and make the changes necessary. And I just think that we're going to be in the thick of this battle and there's going to be some collateral damage and there's going to be some, I mean, an increase of chaos and disturbance and so forth. And Joe, you see this, and I see you re re refraining and restraining yourself with, with regards to what you know is really going on 
and you're being good about what you're, what, how you're wording it in this episode, which we appreciate. But you're in the <laughs> thick of, you're in the thick of seeing how this is unfolding in the military, and and just really how disturbing some of this is. And yet, in the thick of how disturbing it is, if we turn to Our Lady, if we turn to the Rosary, not just as if it's Grandma's prayer that she taught me when I was a kid, but this is warfare. This is, as it says, the supernatural weapon for our military. I like to compare this. In effect, lately, we, we've heard about the new China hypersonic missile. And we hear this thing can go maybe up to Mach 5 and maneuver. And the difficulty of shooting this down is going to be incredibly difficult. And I got, I got to point out something in the news here. It says China is now on alert as Boeing is commissioned to build the most powerful ever missile-destroying laser. So we've got things ramping up, but you've got this, this, this super, this hypersonic missile, Mach 5, that kind of power, and the rosary even beats that, even beats that down. I, that's, I just had to say that. The, the rosary even beats down the hypersonic missile that China is now testing. Well, you know better than I, the stories of the rosary are legendary as far as even in the 50s when they prayed to... When, uh, when Russia was working on this particular uh, intercontinental ballistic missile. So they called out for prayer and then lo and behold, it exploded on the launching pad. I mean, those, th those kind of things are, yeah. but um, I forgot where I was going with that. But <laughs> well, and you again, said, just, just yeah. go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it again, Joe, you, you know, I mean, you know what's going on on another level than father and I even, because you work with these men, these women, you work with these chaplains so closely with regards to, to their day-to-day -day life. And, and I can only imagine, I mean, the few that I've talked to friends of mine, but you know, you're, you're in the thick of it hearing their concern, their, their anxiety even over the, the mandates and the threats and the concern for their families and their futures. I mean, it's not as if military, especially, you know, the, the more entry-level military men and women, they're not making a lot of money. I mean, they're out there committing so much of their lives and to have this kind of pressure put on them right now, uh, with, you know, being concerned about so woke, you know, just generally we'll use that term, you know, is, is got to be really hard on them. I mean, what, what do you, what do you hear and what do you know, Joe, from what's going on inside the hearts and minds, uh, either through the chaplains or the men and women themselves, how, how stressful is this to some of them? Well, I'm only on the, I mean, I'm, I, I, I can't get too involved because I, I'll just get too, I'm not, I, I'll take it as my own, but I've heard from some of them are just reaching out, asking a lot. There's been a lot online about getting the, uh, I almost want to say deferments. What do they call whatever, when you get the uh, exemptions, exemption deferments. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I know that there was a lot of running around for, you know, with that. And then, but I think when the archbishop came out, at least they have something to hang on to. At least they know their archbishop has their back to an extent because these, these, chaplains are under a lot of pressure like and i've talked to you know i won't obviously mention his name but in confidence about about what they do if this was before we had the current president that we had but back when that individual was vice president there was a lot of talk about what's going to happen when he comes onto your base what are you, are you going to give him communion or are you going to i mean all of this stuff has been going on within that organization you know, what's going to happen if he visits, what's going to happen if Pelosi comes out. And, and uh, so they, I mean, the military is like, it's, 
it's like society on steroids because the military is where they launch experimental programs as far as women on submarines, women on destroyers, you know, uh, how that's going to work out, women in combat, women in the ranger programs, um, you know, and, and all of that, you know, the, the military has kind of like a big social experiment. And uh, so they really get the first things that come down the pike. And let's see how this works out. Some of, some of it works well. Um, when Truman integrated the, the military within the military, obviously that was, that was uh, something that needed to be done and has, and has worked out very well. Other things, not so well. Uh, the, uh, I mean, there's a reason why, I mean, just basic, uh, you know, you, you don't want to get blood from somebody that has AIDS. And when you have a helicopter, when you're in combat and you got a helicopter that's got the, you know, when I, 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 the floor of the helicopter is soaked in blood and you're getting medevaced out, those kind of things are just practical reasons why this doesn't work. Um, you've got to be in combat. You've got to depend on the person next to you. And, you know, it's hard to do when you've got some, all this other stuff going on in your head, you know, right. and, that you don't really need to have. So all of that stuff, that breaks down. And, and that's, I mean, that's all communism. That's, that's communism. And, and I heard a funny thing today. My wife was, uh, and I were listening to a, a, a pod, it was kind of a, a program from back in the 80s. This guy was a KGB guy and he came over here and was just kind of, Kind of like Bella Dodd talking about how it is and what's happening with this stuff that's going on now, you know, 40, 30 years ago. And he said, he said, if the Sahara Desert ever becomes a Soviet state, there will be a shortage of sand. I mean, that's, that's just about, you know, how, how communism works and how, you right. know, the difference between communism and capitalism, right. which is such a basic, something so basic that you would think you, you know, but the smarter some people get, the dumber they get. You know, I want to, I want to share a rosary story before we end here, because uh, I, I, I could, it's not going to, it's not going to be one people th would think I, I, I would talk about, but um, you might remember the Army Navy game back in 2016. Yes. And the chaplain for West Point, I think uh, Father Palowski or something like that, Palikowski. Anyways. Um, the, for whatever reason, the secular uh, news or media started focusing the camera on him. And he was <laughs> kneeling at the bench, kind of using it as a kneeler. And he was praying the rosary. And they kept going back to him. And Army was down. And he started doing that with 10 minutes to go in the game. And Army miraculously started <laughs> the, the, every, all the momentum went in their favor. They overtook Navy and they won the game. Then the whole team comes over and grabs the chaplain and puts the chaplain on their shoulders and says, you're the reason why we won this game. And I'm looking at the rosary. He's praying. It's my rosary. It's the common oh. rosary that I signed. And that was just about the time, too, is, is everybody starting to find out about it. But the Swiss Guard started carrying it right about then. And the, uh, the commandant for the Swiss Guard... Uh, there's a great video out about this, but he has mandated that they all carry uh, the combat rosary. And I, I make sure I supply him with whatever he needs for those. But uh, but anyways, can you believe that? And so, so it's just, a, it seems like things are percolating, you know? I mean, the team picked up the chaplain and credited <laughs> his prayers 
for their win. I mean, that you can't make this stuff up. Um, but I want to I want to say this too, and I, it'll probably never happen. But listen, uh, uh, Archbishop Brolio or <laughs> Bishop uh, Joseph Coffey, who I've become very good friends with, he's Coffey, an yeah. auxiliary uh, bishop for the military. You want to give me a call? Set me up <laughs> next to a base, okay? And I'll do all the masses and confessions and spiritual direction and get these guys supernaturally strong. Call me, okay? <laughs> well, Father, I just wanted to mention, and Doug, that there's a reason why the last five Medal of Honor recipients who have been chaplains have all been Catholic. And uh, wow. so, you know, so it's been the only ones before that there's been nine Medal of Honor recipients and uh, four of them were from the Civil War. The, and so there was uh, two from Vietnam, one from Korea, and two from World War II. And those are the only ones since the Civil War, and they're all Catholic. Wow. wow. Well, That's I just awesome. had a friend whose uh, husband was in uh, Korea, and uh, South Korea, and they were separated. And um, he had some religious exemption issues. Well, they weren't going to let him go home. And uh, this is how she tells the story. She says, she calls me up, says, Father, we need to pray because they're just, they're basically going to shut them down and never let them move. And I said, well, let's pray. And, and this is her telling the story. Two minutes later, she gets a call from her husband. They're letting her home. Uh, and I just was with her husband this weekend. Hmm. So, so pretty cool. The power of prayer, baby. Yeah. So that is awesome. Yeah. Hey Joe, was was the uh, communist you were talking about? What is it? Was his name Yuri Bezmenev? <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. It was from the eighties. He was a KGB guy, and he came yeah. over. It was, it's an old. Uh, it's old. That's it. I think that's him. I got him up on the screen here. Yeah, Yuri Bezmenev, um, and he was he he defected, and he he was talking in the eighties. There were a lot of interviews about how things, how they did things, how they played yeah. psychological games and warfare, and and how they broke things down. And, you know, it's funny because just to key this point that you said earlier is that, you know, you talk about spiritual warfare and all. Um, I've heard this. I don't know if you can verify this or not, that, the, you know, whether it's, you know, prisoner of war camps or any, any situation where, where soldiers are under duress, the ones that are the hardest to break are not the big, strong, tough guys or women. I mean, there, there's something there to your health and strength, sure. But it's the guys and men and women who have deep faith. It's the well, deep faith that are the hardest ones to break. I would be I'd be gravely remiss if I didn't mention Father Capon mm. uh, from yeah. Korea. This man, I, I heard his story on a podcast and what he did in that prisoner of war camp in Korea. Well, one thing it'll make you hate communists, just listening as they did in in, in, in Vietnam, North Vietnam. But that man stood up and he kept everybody. He kept everybody on top of the game. I mean, the man would walk around and just heat up water whenever he could, just to hand out and tell people, tell the guys it was coffee, just to keep them. I mean, just to keep them going. And and when he he went into that uh, hospital and died, those men were definitely they were devastated. But that man, he's he's uh, I think he's uh, I think the Pope is uh, he's he's on the he's a servant of God, so he's on the in line for sainthood. Well, listen, you guys, uh, before we end, I want to make one last pitch, if we can, for Combat Rosaries for Heroes. Uh, CombatRosariesForHeroes.com. Maybe we can flash that up on the screen. But we, uh, Joe, with your help, too, we started this uh, new apostle. It's a 501c3, and you can contribute to it, and then uh, your contributions will pay for these 
uh, combat rosaries uh, for, and people have been very generous so far. Like I say, we're up to now 10,000 rosaries of these combat rosaries uh, that were, uh, we've got the first 5,000, the first next 5,000 are, are ready to go out pretty quick. Uh, but wow. we'd like to get like a hundred thousand out if we could. But uh, Father, I, I, they go quick as soon as the yeah, I know find out the event. I mean, I, I know, that, I know that five thousand batch you 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 were kind enough to contribute. I think that went in two months. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. But, and who wouldn't want? I mean, my goodness, yeah. they're they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, I, to, I know the chaplains. Um, you know, and, and the thing about the uh, like about the combat rosary is it's. You know, I always, I've always said that a lot of rosaries look like women's jewelry yeah. or children's toys. Mm -hmm. And the, this particular one says it, it's, it is masculine, even though I know a lot of ladies like it. But, um, but it, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's muscular, it's masculine. And, you know, it's something that a, a real man would want to carry in his pocket. And again, it's based on the World War I military issue pull chain rosary. So they uh, they used to call them service rosaries. I, I I actually showed um, the uh, original World War One to a couple of World War Two vets because they actually had leftovers for them. They used in World War Two, um, and uh, the the uh, they they called it a service rosary. They knew what it was right away. They oh a service rosary. So hmm. uh, but anyways, well listen, I I got to go to a parish council meeting. <laughs> so <laughs> Susan and, from uh, the parish council. Huh. You're going to see Susan from the parish council. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. A room full of them. No, these are great people, but uh, so I got to, I got to run. So should we close with a prayer? Yes, please. In the name of the father, son, the Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. Come Holy spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. And we pray a special way for all of our military, our vets, our first responders, uh, every uh, law enforcement, everybody that, who heroically puts their lives on the line and we ask you, Lord, to make them spiritually, supernaturally strong. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.